Welcome to this week's Moonlight of Amuna, Parshas Mitzayra, Shabbos HaGadol, a week before Pesach. Uh, this week's learning should be as chus for Fushlema, for Chanamash, Bas Vilcharatz, Bas Rochel, Shmuel Shenzami, Chebchab, Nachmorch, Benafira, Chai, Bas Toba, Fraim, Ben Yafa, Michaim, Ben Sara, Ruchama, Paramakalea, Bas Chanaserl, and Lilu Nishmas, Heni, Bas Yechiel, Mechel. So this week's Parshas, Parshas Mitzayra, we discussed a little bit about Taras. Uh, it, when we dealt with last week's parsha, um, not 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 necessarily in this space, but in general, we were talking about saras a little bit, and we're we're approaching the yomtiv of, of Pesach, and there is a little bit of a connection. We'll just mention it, and then I want to talk about uh, about preparing for Pesach and the the cheres of Pesach. So we know that saras is a is an external manifestation of an in, inner problem. A person speaks lashon hara. A person uh, is 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 petty and doesn't isn't happy for other people. That's where lashon hara stems from. And so Hashem afflicts him. Starts with afflicting his house, then his clothing, then his body. It gets closer to him. And it's a manifestation of that. There's something deeper, something something wrong inside of him. There's some kind of a, there's some kind of a mis, uh, something uh, more than just skin deep that's affecting his outlook. That he can't be happy for other people. He can't be happy with himself. And therefore, Hashem gives him these reminders. And it starts off with his house, which we know Chazal tell us is also was also a bracha in many cases. And then his clothing, and then it, and then it affects his body. And the truth is. Parshas Mitzayra doesn't always uh, come right before Pesach. This year was a leap year, so so it does. But really, that's the message of Pesach. I, I had the opportunity, the great schus this year, uh, Rav Weinberger, my Rebbe, put out a new Haggadah, and I was one of uh, nine or ten people who who were, were asked to write up some of his shirim. And one of the pieces that I was like to write made it into the Haggadah, and I think I think it's worthwhile to understand. I think this connects to the to the to the concept of tzaras, but it really gives us an explanation of what Pesach is and what we need to take from the Yontif and how we need to prepare it for, for the Yontif. So uh, it's based on a, on a terror from Rav Avram Tzvi Kluger in Oishcha Avakesh. And he explains that what, what is this, what's this business about Chomets versus Matzah? We're very busy with Chomets. We, we're going to spend the next week and a half getting rid of all the Chomets in our houses. And on Pesach for eight days we only eat Matzah. And it's, it's, it, we know that everything in Torah is more than just some kind of ritual uh, but th- but there's something deep in there that we need to learn that we need to take that we need to take out of it. Just like the Mitzrayer has to learn from his tzaras, and one of the things that the Mitzrayer has is one of the parts of his of his of his healing process is that he has to go out and sit alone, which is an opportunity for him to to do his bodidus to to contemplate where he went wrong in his life. Why is he speaking lashnar? He's not supposed to just sit alone for seven days or fourteen days and just uh, wait for the time to pass. He's supposed to take that time to understand what is it about his outlook in life. Life. What is it about the way he sees other people that leads him to speak lashon hara? That leads him to 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 uh, be begrudging for other people's success? That leads to lashon hara. So Rav Kluger explains that chametz. You know what chametz is? Chametz is this belief that we're in charge. Chametz is something that shows pride. Chametz it rises. It shows. It shows. It shows that it, it feels that it can control things, right? A baker, a baker in, in a fancy bakery or even in a regular bakery can make their own can make their own breads, their own cakes, and make things in a certain way. On, on Pesach, the matzah is all the same. It's a thin piece of matzah. Some are thinner, some are a little bit thicker, but it's basically no airs about it. Chametz is this belief that we could control our lives, that I could be, I could, I could with enough wisdom, with enough uh, hard work, I can control my life according to my will. 
Now, what does this have to do with, with Pesach? This Chomet's attitude is Paro's attitude. Paro it, it had this attitude that he was in control. We know that in, in, in ancient Egypt, they thought that the Paro was, was a god. He would go out to the, to the Nile River early in the morning to take care of his bodily functions so that people would not think that he was a regular mortal. And that's why Hashem told Moshe to go out there t- to meet him there. Right? Whenever we take on this a- attitude, we are we're taking on the mindset of a little Paro all these years after, after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The very first time we're introduced to Paro in Parsha Shemais, he says the words to his advisors, Havan is Chakmalo. Let's outsmart, let's outsmart them, let's outsmart him. The word loy in the Pasuk there, this is the right at the beginning of Parsha Shemais, in Chomish Shemais, Pasuk, Parak Aleph, and Pasuk Tes, Pasuk Yud. Pari says, Havan is Chakmalo, let's outsmart, Lo is him. It should have said, Lohem, we should we should outsmart them. He was trying to outsmart the Jewish people. But Chazal tells us that Pari thought he could outsmart Hashem, that if he that he could control things, he could control nature. He really believed this. right? That's the representation of Matzah, uh, I'm sorry, of Chometz, not Matzah, just the opposite, of Chometz. Matzah, on the other hand, is wholesomeness. It, it means I don't need to, I want to serve Hashem in the way that He created me to serve Him. I want to, I'm just water and flower, no rising, no no pride in me, no 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 arrogance in me, right? I just want to 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 connect myself to Hashem. I want to be dovic to Hashem. I want I want to live with Hashem. Now, for the 210 years that the Jews lived in Mitzrayim, they hadn't earned the the right to be to be to be redeemed. They hadn't uh, achieved higher levels, right? They the, uh, at that night when Hashem took them out, they were not worthy of being redeemed. That came later, the 49 days of Sfirah Sa'amr leading up to Shavuos. They worked on themselves and they tried to make themselves worthy for Kabbalah Satera. But at that first Pesach night in Mitzrayim, Hashem gave to us without any without any des- any any uh, deservedness on our part. Right, we Hashem just said, "These are my people. I'm going to take them out," and that is what happens every Pesach night, every Seder night. We sit at the Seder. We sit at the Seder as free people. We're drinking cups of wine. We're wearing our beautiful yontif clothing. We 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 recline. We're using beautiful dishes. People have special silver for Pesach. We use beautiful. We use beautiful beautiful uh, bechers for the four kaisas. Now these are not. It's it, it, one could think that these are just superficial gestures, but Hashem gave us the this is an opening for us to become free people we have to understand Pesach night is not just about sitting there like free people we have to understand what does freedom mean so that we can we can take it with us throughout the year freedom means that I trust uh, Hashem completely and we know that we know that emuna betochen means trusting Hashem completely but it's very hard to live that way right because why human nature is a person wants to know it's hard to it's hard to trust Hashem I want to know where my parnas is going to come for the next year for the next 5 years for the next 10 years for the next 50 years right we want security we want stability and that's natural Hashem Hashem a hardwired human beings to want to know what the stu- what the future is, right? And as a matter of fact, if you look through world history, there have always been people trying to predict the future, right? In ancient times, they used to use uh, uh, astrology, and they used to use um, they used to use uh, all kinds of magic to try to predict the future. Soothsayers and 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 uh, necromancers and all these types of magicians who would try to tell the future. Nowadays, okay, so we get more sophisticated. So we use a historical or societal 
societal or economic patterns to see what's going to happen tomorrow. But the bottom line is the goal of all that is the same. We want to feel in control and secure. I want to know what human humankind has been on a quest to know what will happen tomorrow. We want to know if 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 I'm going to have the job I always wanted. I want to know I want to know that how my children are going to grow up. I want to know that there's going to be enough food and there's going to be a lot of clothing and there's going to be a beautiful house and I'm going to have a summer home in my future. I want to know all of that thing. We want things to be that everything is set and and secure and people sell investments as guaranteed returns, right? People love a guaranteed return. When uncertainty creeps into our lives, we feel bent out of shape. We feel out of sorts, right? I, I don't know what's going to be. The, the people, anxiety, worry comes from, I don't know if this is going to work out the way I wanted it to. When we feel secure, we're much calmer. We were, At least we convince ourselves that we are. This need for control, explains Rav Kluger, and, and, and as I heard it from Rabbi Weinberger, the, the, this need for control, that is our own personal slavery to, to Mitzrayim, right? Because what happens then is this need to be in control. Inevitably in life, things don't go according to plan. And even if it goes according to plan in certain areas and other areas of our lives, it doesn't. The minute things don't go according to the way we demanded that it be, so, so we, 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 we feel we, we can't cope. We can't deal with it. That's why, that's why there's, even though the world has never been as affluent, there's also have, there's never been as much anxiety and, 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 and uh, psychiatric treatments and, and, and pills. I'm not, I'm not diminishing those, there are, there are people that have real issues, but in general, I'm talking about general society, there is a, there is a, there is a constant anxiety because we don't feel like we're in control. We have so much more. We have, most people have much more than their grandparents or great-grandparents, and certainly if you go back a few generations, more than that ever had, or even could have imagined. Just think about the idea, we've talked about this before, uh, that the idea that you have indoor plumbing today. The wealthiest people 200 years ago didn't have, couldn't, couldn't just get a glass of water from the sink, right? So, so, but yet there's so much more anxiety because we don't feel like we're in control. It's not about what we have, even though we're much more secure than Ever, they ever were. But we are so wired to need control. On Pesach, Hashem gives us the freedom from worry, but there's a condition. We have to want it, right? On Seder night, Hashem puts the power, gives us the power, if we accept it and daven for it, to to tap into the, the power to not worry or think about the future, right? We can be happy with the uncertainty knowing that we're in Hashem's hands. Right? If a person understands that he's in Hashem's hands, so all that worry goes away. Not that he's not supposed to do his part, do his ishtadlis. Of course, that's the way the world was created. But I do my part and then I trust that it's all in Hashem's hands and it will be what it will be and it'll be good because it's, it's coming from Hashem. Seder night is supposed to be about us sitting there and be filled with with emuna and and free of stress and to know that we don't ha- we don't we don't need this desperate need to know that everything how everything is going to work out. We let Hashem take the reins and then we experience freedom. If you could sit back and say whatever the results are, Hashem, I know I'm in your hands. That is the greatest freedom of all, right? So we we have to, but we have to want that. We have to be willing to do that. Hashem is giving us that ability. He's showing us on Seder night how. Everything worked out for the Jewish people, how we were in his hands, even though they could not see anything. They had no idea. They, they, they walked out of Mitzrayim with a little bit of dough on their backs. They had no idea what was going to happen, but they were happy. They sang their way for the next seven days t- t- till they reached till they reached the Amsuf. But to do that, we have to come to the Seder saying, I'm freeing myself of all stresses. Unfortunately, many of us do the opposite, right? We, we, we inflict 
uh, uh, stress on ourselves, on our families, on our on our on our on our guests. Right? We have we have this obsession with exactly the the amount of matzah and wine that somebody has to that has to has to eat or drink. Now, of course, we have to be careful with shurim. A person, however, whatever his rebbeim and whatever his rabbanim teach him is the proper shear of matzah and wine. That's what he should drink, but not with an obsession, not with like an OCD type of obsession that I eat every crumb, that I miss something. Right? A person has to do the mitzvahs in a proper way, but with with a with a relaxed and calm demeanor. Some people get so caught up in all the divrei that they have to say at the seder that they that that without any uh, paying any attention to whether the kids are able to understand the word he's saying, whether anybody else has anything else to say. Right? Some people like to just constantly impose on other people. You know, they say the Chassam Seifer, who was, the Chassam Seifer was a bigger genius than anybody we know. He had plenty of terrorists to say on the Haggadah. He would sit by the Seder, and he would just translate the Haggadah. He would translate it, right? He, he We have in the Chassam Seifer's writing, writings many Chidushet Torah on the Haggadah, but he never said them at the Seder night. He, taught, he learned them before. He learned them after. He talked to people he gave. If he gave a shear, if he learned with people, he said it. But at the Seder, he kept it simple, with freedom, with a sense of freedom, with the taste of freedom, not imposing our things on other people. That's how the men uh, could ruin that freedom of the Seder. Sometimes others at the Seder, right, a mother spent a lot of time setting up her Seder table and she did a beautiful job and then the kids make a mess and uh, she could be so exhausted from all the preparations that she can't read the Haggadah a little bit, right? We have to, we have to, and you know what? So the kids made a mess. So I didn't have the energy to read the Haggadah the way, way I did, but I accept it. It's simple. It's matzah. It, it, it doesn't, I don't need all the fancy cakes and flavors and breads. I'm okay with with being a matzah. I'm okay with serving Hashem the best I can under these circumstances and I accept that this is the way it is. There are children, they make a mess. I'm tired because there was a lot of work to prepare for the Seder. So I'm, I didn't, I wasn't able to, 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 do, to say everything I wanted to say at the, at the Haggadah. This comes in mitzvahs also throughout the year, but it, it, it gets highlighted on Seder. This, this, sometimes there can be so much tension, right? But in general, a person says, you know, if I can't learn this way that I pictured the way I would learn, then it's not worth anything. Or our children have to be perfect. Or our spouses have to live up to exact expectation. That is Paroi's way of thinking. That's Chomet's way of thinking, right? And we, 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 we put ourselves through so much unnecessary necessary suffering from the disappointment when things don't go exactly the way we pictured them. But it doesn't have to go that way. We have to do our best efforts and then we trust that the result this is exactly how Hashem wanted us. Matzah represents this. Matzah says, whatever, however you mix the, the, the flour and the water and you need me and you make holes, it's fine. I don't need much. I don't need to be all puffed up like the bread. Right? Chometz has the baker has exact plan of what of what form it's going to take right matzah is happy with the way it is right now our job is to serve hashem with joy and not to worry about the expectations we have to serve hashem the best we can in the moment without worrying about did, did, did it meet up meet up to our expectations you know i i heard uh this also in the same shear from rev weinberger that Women, in a certain sense, have a much bigger honor every morning because men say we say a bracha shaloya sani isha didn't make us uh, that Hashem didn't make us a woman. Okay, much ink has been spilled about the the feminist implications of that. But what's what are the women's bracha? The women make a bracha shasani kirtsoinai. You made me exactly as you wanted me. Right. That is the that is the essence of matzah. Right. It. I. I. I don't know what it is. How you want this to co- to turn out. I know what I'm supposed to do. 
and I leave the results to you. There's uh, in Eretz Yisrael, Rav Kluger writes this in Eretz Yisrael. There's a game. I don't know this game, but a child holds on to his uh, her, his or her mother's hands with closed eyes, and the mother says which way to go: walk forward, turn right, step up, step down. And they love this game. It's a very popular game. Why? Because they trust their mother. They don't know where they're going. They close their eyes and they just follow mommy's instructions. They like this idea. Why? This is the essence of Pesach. We take Hashem's hand and we say, "Take me. Should I? Tur- you, you take me to the right. It's good. You take me to the left. It's good. Step up. Step down. That's the greatest pleasure and the greatest freedom on Pesach night is to close our eyes and go with Hashem wherever He takes us. Wherever He takes us. Freedom means never letting ourselves feel sad, anxious, or pressured. Right? The details of how things will turn out don't matter to us. We said Hashem, Hashem. If this is the way you want it, I'm happy with it. We did our best to prepare. I did all of the things I'm supposed to do. We have to do the things we're supposed to do. We have mechuyiv and mitzvahs. We have to do. But how it turns out, I'm happy with it, however it turns out. That's the freedom of Pesach. Hashem gives us this gift. He gives it to anybody who's willing to receive it. We have to just be willing to receive it. And then we can be happy with the way Hashem conducts our lives. And if we strengthen this on Pesach, so we can feel free the, the whole year. Pesach is the opportunity to feel free the entire year. But we have to learn that lesson on Pesach. Pesach and take it with us. And that's really the lesson of the Mitzayra. It's Hashem giving us a, a, a tiny little potch saying you're missing, the, you're missing the point. You're so busy with what that one has and what he has. You're speaking Lashon har about them because the world didn't work out according to your expectations. You expected that you would be the one to have the, the fancy car or would have made that uh, more money this year. And when your neighbor does it leads you to speak Lashon har about it. It leads you to this. Hashem says I'm going to afflict your skin, ultimately, after the house and after the clothing. I'm going to fix your, fix your skin. But all of these things are external, superficial. Hashem is reminding us, you're being superficial. Pesach is the idea to remind ourselves, I'm I'm, I'm a matzah in Hashem's hands. That's real freedom. That's real cheris of Pesach. And if we could spend the next week or so leading up to Pesach, preparing for that, and then in, in, embodying that, incorporating that on Seder night, wow, what a Pesach we'll have. And it'll take us through the year and bring us to Mashiach when we'll all, when we'll all experience that freedom together. And we'll already know what to expect then. No pun intended, expect. But we'll be able to say... However we get there, we don't have to be watching the news every minute. Is this Mashiach coming? Is this uh, evil person attacking that person uh, uh, a sign of Mashiach? We'll know that I'm in Hashem's hands. Wherever He takes me, it's going to be good, and it's going to lead us to Mashiach. It's going to lead us to the Pesach Seder, the ultimate Pesach Seder, where Mashiach comes, and we should we, we, we will appreciate the freedom even along the journey, because we know that we're in the loving hands of a father, of Melech Malchi Amlochim, Mama, who will take us along the path, and 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 give us and give us that that true freedom that we can enjoy every single day of our lives have a wonderful shabbos